You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 109. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 108th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. I just want you all to know if you're listening to this right now via your favorite podcast app, I am also recording a video of this podcast. And those of you who are in the How She Elevates community will have access to the video of this recording. If you want to join the How She Elevates podcast community, you can text How Does She Do It as one word to 444-999 and you will get access to this video. And the video includes some notes that get edited out of the podcast and some special you know, conversation that happens afterwards. So if you're interested in that, Text, how does she do it as one word to 444-999. And I guess I should also say, if you want to connect with me on social, I am at Tiff South and that's Tiff with two Fs on Twitter and Instagram. You can also connect with the show's account at how does underscore she do it. And last but not least, if you have not had an opportunity to leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app, I am grateful in advance for you to do so. We are up to 220 ratings, and we have approximately, I want to say, over 80 reviews, written reviews in the podcast uh, store or app. So thank you in advance. I appreciate you. They do not go unnoticed. I check. I read them. I don't read all of them on the podcast, but I read them and I appreciate them. So thank you in advance. And now let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending that you become more active on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, years ago, used to be made fun of as a platform. People were like, why are you on LinkedIn? Nobody uses LinkedIn. It has made a significant resurgence in terms of its flexibility, in terms of its just robust features of the, on the platform and your ability to connect with people beyond just like just sending them a uh, request. There are a lot of really great values to using LinkedIn. And I recommend if you are a professional in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about kind of putting yourself out there for new opportunities. If you are serious about seeking op- other opportunities and not just because you want to apply for a new job, but because you want to elevate your professional profile, using LinkedIn is a great way to do that. There are lots of different ways you can do it. You can, um, you can update your, your, bio section. You can just start liking and engaging with content. You can post your own original content. You can share content from others. Just one tip. If you're sharing content from others, don't just share the link. Put a thought or two about what you thought about the article. Take a quote from it, something that you highlighted from it and engage that way. So if you're looking to elevate your professional profile, I really recommend you starting to use LinkedIn. And I actually will, maybe I'll do like a a, a kind of separate masterclass on just maximizing LinkedIn because I was going to start talking about profile pictures and all that kind of stuff. I won't get into that today, but start using LinkedIn more, 
update your profile to at least include your most recent job, put an updated picture of yourself up there and start to stretch and grow your professional network and your professional branding opportunity. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. For the last two episodes, episode 107 and episode 108, we have been talking about recognizing that it's time for you to move up or move on from your current role. And that is, I shared five signs that you might be stuck in your current role or position. I also shared tips and things to think about when it comes to voicing your value for your next opportunity. Today, I want to talk about planning to prosper. And the idea or thought that we, as especially as people who believe in Christ and who believe that we are blessed by our Father in heaven, that we will pray and just sit on our hands and just wait for something to happen. I have been studying what faith means beyond the statement from Hebrews 11 that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and have particularly turned to the book of James to really think about what faith means. And James 2 in particular, because James 2 is where the conversation about faith without works is dead, is kind of spelled out. There may be another place in the New Testament that talks about that, Hebrews chapter 11, where I mentioned there's another extensive conversation about faith there. But James 2 came to mind because when we are thinking about wanting something more for our lives. And I'm assuming that we are in doing so you are partnering with God and thinking about what's next for you and thinking about the direction that you should go in being still waiting for him to give you insight. There is also this hesitation that happens when we believe that I'm waiting for God to give me a, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, like all of the single micromanaged steps. I listened to a podcast a couple months ago where he said, God does not micromanage our actions and our decisions. God does not micromanage your decisions. And when he said that, I was just like, oh, because I am somewhat of, I'm in a, in a place sometimes where I'm just like waiting for, okay, I need a sign for this. I need a sign for that. And there's the story of Gideon who God gave him instructions and Gideon was like, well, if this is, if this is really you, Lord, then do this. And the Lord did that. And then Gideon was like, okay, well, if this is you do that. And it's just like, okay, you asked me to do something. I did it. Don't keep coming to me, telling me to prove myself that this is who I am. Right. So that aside, when we are in a season of trying to decide what our next step should be, it can be overwhelming. We can feel a lot of anxiety because, again, you are waiting for the lightning bolt to strike and just say and give you the whole path forward. Sometimes your growth happens that way. Sometimes steps forward happen in that way. But other times God has given you enough information and enough points for you to say, okay, I have enough information to step out on faith and do this thing. So when I say you have to plan and prepare to prosper, what that means is that you have to do your part in part to partner with God to bring about your next step and your next blessing. So I want to speak about James 2 and 
the message version is not a version of the Bible that I often read, but there are times where it is because the message version is intended to be somewhat of a, it's supposed to be an expansive explanation or kind of very plain language version of scripture that expands on some of the ideas of some of the verses that we read. Sometimes the ones that are particularly a little bit challenging to understand. And that's when I think it's a good place to go because it gives you sort of plain language to, to, make sense of certain concepts. And I think James 2 the, and the conversation around faith without works is dead is a great place to reference the message version. So James 2 verse 14 through 26 is where this conversation about faith without works is dead is, is expanded upon. And so I'm going to read verses 20, 19 through 20 from the message version. So it reads, do you hear Do I hear you professing to believe in the one and only God, but then observe you complacently sitting back as if you have done something wonderful? That's just great. Demons do that. But what does, what good does it do them? Use your heads. Do you suppose for a minute that you can cut faith and works in two and not end up with a corpse in your hands? And that comes basically is really the translation of scripture where it says here that do you want to be shown foolish? Do you want to be shown you foolish person that faith apart from works is useless? And so what we're, what we're, what's, what's being said here is that you can't separate your faith from action. You can't separate your faith from action that demonstrates the faith that you say you have. Believing in God is one thing. Demons shuddered. And, and know that God exists. So if all you do is say, I believe in God, and then you sit still and sit on your hands and wait for amazing things to happen, you are no better than, than a demon who says they believe in God is essentially what this is saying. And I'm not calling anybody a demon, so please don't be sensitive to what, like, just, um, just roll with me, <laughs> right? So what we, so I guess my question for you is, how often do you profess to believe in God and just stop right there? How often do you pray and ignore the resources and things that are available to you because you're waiting for some major act of something else to happen to move you from where you are to where you say you want to go? How often do your actions demonstrate the faith that you say you have? And I just, I think that when we're talking about our careers, because as believers, sometimes we think faith only works in certain areas of our life. Like it only works in the feel good, you know, maybe in, in your, like it doesn't work in terms of our careers, right? God is our God of all aspects of our lives. So he is not going to just, he's like, well, I'm only going to work with you on your, on your gifting at church. I'm not going to work with you in your gifting in your career. That's not how he, that's not how he operates. But what he requires of us is, is a demonstration of this trust that we say we have in him. So the verse, the, the chapter goes on to say, this is, this is um, verses 21, and it reads, and I'm going to read a little bit long here, but I encourage you to go back and, and review this for yourself. And this is, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. 
And the scripture was fulfilled that said, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And the message version goes on to say, it says a part of it, the meaning, the full meaning of believe in scripture sentence, Abraham believed God and was set right with God includes his action. It's a mesh of believing and acting that got Abraham named God's friend. A mesh of believing and acting that got Abraham named God's friend. Is it not evidence that a person is made right with God, not by a barren faith, but by faith fruitful in works? Just think about that. Faith fruitful in works. How fruitful is your faith? And I don't know the answer to that. Your faith could be mad fruitful, right? Bountiful, just baskets and baskets of fruit coming as a result of your faith. But if your faith is not fruitful, could that be because you are not doing your part to plan to prosper in your actions that you take based on your faith? And in terms of our careers, in terms of our personal and professional development, sometimes it might mean we have to pray and seek out help. So one way that you plan to prosper and you prepare to prosper is by seeking counsel and community, right? Who are you in community with? Who is in your circle that can help build up your faith and encourage you in moments where you feel afraid to take certain types of actions? Who are you? Who are your mentors? Who are your advisors? Who are the people that are pouring into you to help remind you of the things that make you who you are, to help build you up and remind you that you are not just some passively, you know, passively gifted person, that you have actively done so many amazing things that you can position yourself for great opportunities, or you are at the beginning of your journey and you want to partner with people who are more experienced than you, who can help you move forward? What actions have you taken to bring that forth in your life? Maya Elias is a brand strategist and she posted something online the other day that had me thinking as I was thinking about this topic. She said, and this is related to business because she works with a lot of uh, people who have aspiring or aspiring entrepreneurs and who have businesses. And she said, unfortunately, there are a lot of Christians who won't do well in business because the quote unquote, God will bless me mindset has them thinking that they're exempt from major sacrifices or investments to succeed. God blesses action, not fairy tale thinking. And I can't say that she read James 2 when she put that tweet together, but that same concept is, is what's connected there. I think a lot about my friends who are, who are physicians, right? Physicians have to go through the minimum four years of medical school, right? Unless, aside from undergrad, you got to do four years of undergrad. Some of them do postbacs longer than that. So then you have to go to medical school. Then you have to go to residency. Then you have to do fellowship for a specialty. I, a friend of mine who she is doing her fellowship right now. I have friends. I saw a guy I went to undergrad with. He graduated years after I did. He just finished his training after 12 years. Okay. 12 years. He had a calling. These people desire and believe that God has called them to be physicians, but they had to study for the MCAT, very beginning of their journey. They had to do their work in order to 
pass or go in chemistry. They had to apply for residency. They had to apply for fellowships. They didn't get to become decorated physicians by sitting and saying, God's going to bless me. They didn't sit and say, oh, this exam is coming up. I'm not going to study and do my part. The same is true in our careers. You can't just sit in your cubicle, sit in your office, sit in your station and just say, you know what? God is going to bring the opportunity to me. That ain't how it works. That's not how it works. So when we talk about the things that we have to do, you have to be prepared to make an investment. You have to be prepared with a strategy about how you are going to approach your job search or preparing yourself to position yourself for your next opportunity. You cannot sit and wait for that thing to come to you. That was one thing that was taught to me very early in my career as an associate was that if you want good work, you have to ask for the opportunities. You have to seek them out because if all you do is sit in your office and turn out good work, no one is going to see that. No one's going to recognize that because the bottom expectation is that you do good work. The next level comes when you take bold action to seek out opportunities that you want for yourself, to seek out places and things and positions and mentors and sponsors and things like that. That doesn't come by sitting passively. In the same way, if you are planting a harvest, right, you don't get the fruit unless you go out and reap what you have sown right? You don't go out and you think about Ruth. Ruth was had got permission to reap in the fields, in Boaz's fields, but she couldn't just sit and wait for the, the, the extra grain to come to her. She had to go out and do that work herself. So in the same way, if you are trying to move yourself forward in any aspect of your life, but particularly your professional and your personal development, those things will require your individual action that is rooted in faith. If you believe that God can bring you the things that he says he, that he, that are for you, you have to partner with him to do the work. Now, this is not to say that God needs our help in the sense that God can't move unless we move because God can do anything he desires to do. But we were given free will. We were given choices. We are given the opportunity to partner with him and to choose to partner with him and to make wise decisions based on his counsel, based on the things that are given to us. And you can't sit passively and just wait for that to happen and come to you because otherwise you may risk missing out on something that is for you because you're waiting for a sign that was never meant to come for you because you are relying on, you're calling it waiting on God, but it's actually fear. You're calling it waiting for him to speak to you, but it's actually anxiety. You're calling it waiting for him, but it's actually a lack of faith that has you sitting still and not taking the steps forward. And I say these things because these are these are things that I struggle with myself. These are things that I find myself sitting still, not doing things I know I'm supposed to do because I'm afraid, but I'm calling it, oh, well, you know what? I have time or this is not for me right now. When in, when in reality, the opportunities are available to me, God will order your steps, but you, he orders your steps, not necessarily your standing still. Right. And, and I say that to say there are seasons where you have to sit still. Please hear me. I know that there are seasons where you don't, you don't need to be doing nobody's action because you done done too much already, right? <laughs> there are things that you need to slow your roll on and just say, you know what, Lord, let me be quiet and let me be still in these seasons. And I have experienced those seasons as well. But there are also other seasons where the expectation is God is waiting for you to move forward towards him in faith. And if you continue to sit and not do anything, then that risks you not moving forward and taking the steps that can get you 
beyond where you are right now. And for sure, when it comes to your career development, when it comes to your growth, you can't just sit back and wait for someone to give you promotion, a, a promotion or give you recognition or give you acknowledgement because that's not necessarily how it works. I had, I did a talk last, um, was it last week? It was two weeks ago at an, at, for an employee resource group. And one of the, one of the women was saying she's a very experienced professional. And she was saying how, what she noticed in certain meetings when people were going around the room asked during their department meetings, people were contributing to what the question was asked, but also making sure to position things that they were doing in their conversation about what was about what the topic at hand was. And she said it didn't come across as arrogant and wasn't boastful, but it was a subtle way to make sure that they were getting, people were hearing about what they were doing. And I know that as women and as believers, there's this idea that talking about yourself or promoting yourself is not being humble. It's arrogant. It's boastful. Those are not, those are things that I shouldn't do. There is, there is a such thing as arrogance, right? Arrogance is a real thing. But when you're desire is not to push yourself forward for the sake of just pushing yourself forward, but to acknowledge that you have done, that you have done good things and that you have a, you have a, an option and an opportunity to be recognized for that thing or to receive a promotion for it. It's not boasting for the sake of boasting, but it's really declaring, you know what, this is, this is what I am good at. This is what I'm capable of. Here are the ways that I've contributed and you, it needs to be known inside of this organization, particularly if you are trying to move yourself forward and not stay stuck or stay in the limited role that you have right now. So we have to get away from this mindset that we just have to sit and wait because again, and again, I caveat by saying there are seasons, you know, when you're in a season where you need to sit and wait. And if you think you need to be in that season, I, I encourage you to pray about that and to, and to reflect on that because there are times when we know we're not supposed to be doing we're not supposed to be doing anything, but there are other times when it comes to strategy of career growth, being quiet for the duration of your career will get you overlooked. Being quiet for the duration of your career will have you not getting published in, you know, in articles that, that look, that look good for you. They will have you overlooked for opportunities to speak or be on panels, right? You have to be an advocate for yourself. And there is no shame in walking proudly, not pridefully, walking, walking with confidence of that is rooted in the gifts and the experiences that God has given and, and made available to you. There is nothing wrong with being confident in who you are. I'm not talking about arrogance. You will know the position of your heart. And if that means you can't put yourself out there like that, then maybe you don't, maybe you don't put yourself out there in this season. Maybe you have to wait until things get dialed back internally in, in the way that you position yourself. But what I do know is that when you are, when you are ready to put yourself forward and say, I am a subject matter expert in this particular thing, and I'm going to write an article about this, and I'm going to share it with my marketing team, and my marketing team is going to put it out on the internet of your company, the intranet of your company, and then they're going to push it out on their social media on LinkedIn. That's not arrogant. That is walking in what you, are, what you have done. And that is okay in terms of us pushing and positioning ourselves to prosper. But you have to partner and do that work. You have to be willing to do that work. So I 
want to encourage you as we think about voicing our value, as we think about getting unstuck, as we thinking think about figuring out what our plans forward are, we have to strategize. We have to be willing to say, okay, here is how I'm going to chart and move myself forward. I just had a conversation with a young lady today, a prospective client, and she is thinking about her year, her career a year from now. There is nothing wrong with thinking about your career a year from now and then subsequently taking time to strategize about how I'm going to plan to prosper in a new role one year from now. That is what we are required to do. Scripture talks about being diligent, not being idle, not just sitting and waiting for things to happen. If you read Proverbs, it talks about being diligent and it talks about the importance of doing the work that will allow you to to do and, and to reflect God's light in a new position and a new opportunity. And again, there are also times where, where there are seasons where you need to sit on down. So that you determining what season, if you are in a season of sit down, <laughs> if you were in a season of sit down, then this podcast, come back to this podcast when your season of sit down is over. But if you know you are in a position where you need to be making a move, you need to be planning a next step, you need to be planning ahead, you have to plan to prosper. You have to prepare to prosper and you have to do the work to make sure that you have a strategy that is outlined that's going to help you get there. Always in partnership with God, always in submission to his will, always in submission and partnership with his direction and the willingness to let him order your steps. But there are things that sometimes, and I talked about it in the last episode, that we may be waiting for, you know, a micromanaged version of that direction. And sometimes that's not what that's not what's going to happen. But you have enough resources available to you. If it not be if it's not from the internet. LinkedIn, you have access to people. If you don't have access to those people, then you let me know. You reach out to me. I'm at Tiff South Tiff with two Fs on Insta- on Instagram. Connect with me and we can begin to work together to figure out, okay, how do I get this strategy set up? Because it's not always obvious. It's not always clear. But my my guess is that you have some access to way more, way more information, way more resources, way more community and counsel. And, and you have a, you have a wealth of of actions that you can take that you can use to get you from the place that you're in right now and position yourself for the opportunities that you're looking forward to. So I encourage you to study study James 2. James 2 is a really powerful book. And again, the, the passage of scripture that I started to read from was James 2 verse 14 through 26. And I encourage you to read one version, whatever version you're, that you currently read regularly, but also read the message version because it does add a nice color to the language and to the conversation. So I want to say thank you again for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to episode 109 of How Does She Do It? If you want to leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app, you can feel free to do so. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.